0: Hey, I'm Lou Stokes, style consultant and confidence coach, publisher, author, and international speaker. Welcome to my podcast, She's Magnetic. On this season's podcast, I'm having deep conversations with inspirational women entrepreneurs from all over the globe. Together we explore style and the connection to our inner world and what it means to them to be their own icon. How they've carved their path to becoming a magnetic woman, living life on their terms, overcoming adversities, the highs and the lows, and empowering you to believe in yourself. The time is now to take action and step into your magnetic power. You, as you are,
1: in whatever size, shape, color, form, are enough
0: and are amazing, and that makes you magnetic. On today's episode of She's Magnetic, I am honored to be talking to the wonderful Kim Kulund. Kim is an interior design expert and well being entrepreneur. Passionate to merge the worlds of interiors and well being, Kim is on a mission to inspire, connect, and create community. Her work today is based on her deep rooted belief that the two are fundamental to our lives because when you feel better, you live more. Her hope is that her platforms and work offer the tools and inspirations which can be the catalyst for change in people's lives, that it may awaken a purpose and desire to create their own dream life and home. Kim's work is all about connecting to the self just as much as it is about connecting to the home. When we know who we are and how we want to feel, it's much easier to create a physical environment that supports that and combine it with a visual language that resonates and feels authentic. In fact. It's transformative and it's possible for anyone. The Loon Studio is based in Berlin, where Kim has been for the last 12 years. She offers interior and lifestyle consultations, workshops, programs, both live and offline. Hey, Kim, how's it going?
1: Hi, Lou. I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: You are so welcome. Thank you so much for coming on today to the She's Magnetic podcast. So we already know, Kim, that you're an interior designer and a wellness entrepreneur, and you have almost 20 years of design experience, and you are a pioneer for well-being and conscious living in the home. So I'd love for you to fill us in on a few more gaps from your bio and give us some more glimpses into your life.
1: Um, yeah, well, it's been, um, my life has sort of, um, taken its path through different countries and different languages. Um, I'm actually Swedish and I grew up in England, uh, moving there when I was four and a half and, uh, and then I carried on to study there, uh, which was furniture and product design, but I always had this, um, longing, um, to sort of get out of England so I I did a year's you you might resonate with that Lou. <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: you heard me chuckle there. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah um so I, I took a year off uh during my studies and traveled the world and then needing to do a, a placement year as well uh I lived in Italy for a year working for a furniture design company and I think that really um sort of set the foundations for wanting to be out in the world and as much as I appreciate so many things from England it didn't feel like it was the end place for me so then when I um, having worked for a few years both in a product company and, and then for a bespoke furniture designer in the UK, um, which was incredible, you know, seeing million pound apartments, you know, the, the most high end uh, sort of projects that you could get. Um, when I met my partner, who's from Berlin, and lived in Berlin uh, in 2007, it was really um, a no brainer for me to move over there. Uh, and so in 2008, I moved to Berlin. And I set up my own design studio, actually, which is which was the first iteration of of my entrepreneurship, so to speak, and I designed a furniture collection and uh, presented that at several furniture fairs and stuff. Um, but I realized that the German market was incredibly different to the both the British and the Swedish market mm. in terms of design, and I needed to really sort of understand that to be able to work there and, you know, to be successful. So I worked for. For an an interior design company for several years um and then I had my kids um and and took a break for a little while and now I've uh had my own studio in its second life so to speak um for yeah a number of years I think three three years now already so yeah. And I love Berlin. I mean, 12 years already, the time's just flown. It feels like yesterday that I, that I moved there. Mm, it's a great city, isn't it? Yeah, it's very cool. And mm. it's changed so much.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So what, do you remember what it was that compelled you to, to design, to interior design?
1: Well, I funnily enough, um, when I was sort of looking at what degrees to do at the time it was I was sort of split between doing interior design and maybe something really designer maker, more crafty, sort Mm of um glass or ceramics, you know, something like that. But I had um at the time, because I didn't have really a mentor in this way, no one told me that, you know, just go with what you love um and (laughs) trust and trust that Mm. and so I was like okay so something in between is furniture and product design um which is what I studied and I felt that that would give me a good sort of professional base um and then once I actually started working I just naturally moved into within the first couple of years when I worked did then the bespoke design in the UK you know working so closely with interior designers and being involved in the whole process so that sort of set the the foundation for then working for interior design businesses and and so on um, in many different aspects both from selling to concepts to the planning and so on Um, but I really felt that in the last couple of years that that there was something missing from that, you know, because these days it's possible to have a beautiful interior at any price, really, you know, the, the internet has just opened up so many new possibilities and just creating an interior or saying to someone, you need a blue armchair in that corner is not going to make someone happy and Mm -hmm. doesn't support lifestyle or well-being in the way that I feel that an interior should do so so that's sort of how I've taken it to the
0: next level so that it's more aligned with what really matters to me right and and also I mean now your concept is very much towards well-being in the home isn't it
1: yeah exactly so um at the end of last year, sort of the beginning of this year, I really decided that I needed to merge the two and these are the things that you don't always know exactly how it's going to look uh, yeah. <laughs> at the time, you know, but you really sort of, I really felt like I just needed to put something out there that was really aligned to the well-being, to elevating and supporting both lifestyle and well-being because without well-being we have nothing you know without us feeling well both in our in our skin and in our homes you know then we have nothing really um and that's really so important and so um i have my interior business but felt that i really want to reach a broader audience with that um having seen over the last few years really not every client, but many clients and also myself, you know, it's easy to get sort of stuck in a rut and it just sort of, just little things, you know, happen every day, life takes over. And before you know it, you're like, oh, I'm kind of stuck and life took over. And I saw that my my clients, yes, I was there to help them with their interior, but actually there were so many other things that they needed to sort of reconnect with to feel well again Um, and so this is why I'm now creating a course which is called Room to Bloom um, which basically encompasses both the well-being aspect, reconnecting with yourself and then, um, learning all about interiors, and from my expertise, you know, how you can create an interior to support all of that, and to really elevate that everyday lifestyle that you want to have, you know, and that, um, and that feels very aligned with what i'm I'm doing. so yeah, so the room to bloom at, even just a few months ago, I thought that that would be a separate business but now i see that as a part of my current business um but just in really finding and helping people to create these amazing soulful and nourishing spaces whilst at the same time
0: sort of reconnecting with themselves mm, i love it it sounds yeah. incredible so i'm excited yeah. for you to launch this course thank you i'm excited too i can't wait so Kim you know the the roller coaster journey of being a creative entrepreneur tell us a little bit about that you know like there's times when we feel like yes this is just incredible and then there's other yeah. times where you're like what am I doing yep yeah, yep yeah, yep
1: yeah. I com- <laughs> completely resonate with that um yeah I mean it's like I was saying, you know, um, both for my clients and myself, I really saw just a few years ago, even though I was doing something I felt completely passionate about um, and and working with interiors and, you know, having built up both expertise and contacts and everything, you know, which, which is a big high. And seeing, you know, all these beautiful testimonials from my clients um, that they... Felt that their homes had been improved and elevated, you know. Um at the same time, it is difficult um, because you are effectively on call all the time. And it's it's really important to then be true to yourself and remember that you also need a system or a strategy and tools to switch off and, and stay aligned. So um I was very much there myself and so I mean like I said a couple of years ago I felt that I'd also got stuck in a hamster wheel Mm. Um, and I was exhausted and balancing business and family and I was staying up until the very early hours to just get in that work because I, I didn't have enough free time let's say from away from my kids work time and You've got to look after number one, don't you? You know, you really need to put the oxygen mask on yourself first mm-hmm. before you can look after everyone else. And so I realized that that there just wasn't enough self-care for me in that. Um, but also having family time is important. So, so yeah. So entrepreneurial life, um, I think it's really finding a good balance and and connecting with how you want to live and the situation that you yourself are in and um and so that's why i changed that around um and also the highs you know they've absolutely been you know every time getting lovely feedback from my clients and uh and when i did the furniture collection when i first moved here i was in so many magazines and articles and my work was in it you know which is obviously a huge high um Mm. to be in that so yeah it it has its up and down every day but i think really just feeling like trust the process um
0: keeps keeps me on the straight and narrow for sure yeah without a doubt trust the process it is about you know day to day and and just you know doing what you love yeah yeah Mm
1: -hmm. absolutely
0: yeah, and it was interesting before how you talked about your concept of of interior design and and wellness and how you know the state of our homes affects how we feel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, as you know, my con- like our concepts are quite similar but different in the sense that I work with the style and the skin that you're
1: mm-hmm.
0: in, and as you know, I'm a big advocate for body acceptance and positive body image. Like I know you are. And statistics say that 97% of women suffer from body image issues in their life. And, and as we all know, as women, we are put under so much pressure to look and be perfect. Whatever that means. Exactly. So I'd love for you to share with us some insights, you know, your own insights and experience on this topic and any, you know, tips that would help our listeners?
1: Mm, yeah. Um, it's a lovely question. And I know that looking back, I think when, when you look back now at yourself when you were younger, you're like, oh, I was plump, you know, like the face is plump and unwrinkled. And, you know, I was <laughs> looking so fresh faced. And oh, God, don't I look a little bit more wrinkled or tired or whatever now. But um, I've even, you know, even despite that, and even whatever stories I had going around in my head as as a, a younger version of myself, I think people have always seen me as someone who's confident. And Um, I've always, um, I've always just felt that, uh, especially now as a mother, I'm just so grateful for this body that I have that Mm. carried two children, you know, I got to feel another life in my body. I mean, it was the most incredible experience to be pregnant and yes, it doesn't look the same way as it did before, but it's. It's my vessel and it's the only vessel I have to, you know, to be me in. Um, And so I I really feel that it's important to look after it. You know, I I don't think we should put too much pressure on ourselves to, you know, go to this gym class or do that. But I think I call it movement myself, you know. So just move every day in whatever way you can manage. Even if it's just ten days, uh, ten minutes one day, and the next uh, day you you manage your ten thousand steps or the yoga class or whatever it is. But I think just moving um, and and keeping good posture has always been a good thing for me, you know. And and again, putting on clothes that you feel really good in, you know. And I. I love pattern and I love um, color and I've always, um, you know, having to do a lot of presentation for clients, I often think beforehand what is going to make me feel good and what is going to give both a professional sort of um, feeling to my clients, you know, that there's a level of professionality from my side, but also so that they feel at ease and, Mm. um, so I do change my outfits depending on who I'm with and and what what scenario that is so that both I feel comfortable and you know the the people that I'm with um yeah but it take it takes time I think you know women especially it's it's not that easy um but now more than ever I think we're seeing a lot more diversity um in the media and from people uh on social media and everything else which makes you feel like well they look like me so and they are completely rocking what they're doing so why would anyone think anything less of me you know
0: yeah totally and I think it's it's like now there's like you said more diversity and so it's people are starting to realize that there's nothing wrong with them and that we don't need to fix anything about our bodies because I think we've been bombarded with messages through media and society that Mm. that there's something wrong with us. You know, like we we constantly see like magazines of five ways to um, get rid of cellulite and like that immediate is just saying, well, if you've got cellulite, you're not good enough. You know, and it's like there's all these subliminal messages and I think slowly, slowly it's changing and we're seeing a, a spectrum of different um role models mm, and, and different yeah. different women from all different backgrounds and walks of life and and it's it's so important because we have grown up to to feel, I think, that that we need to fix something about ourselves, especially women with our bodies. Like, you know, first of all, it was like the wafer thin look. And then it was, you know, all about having like big, bigger boobs and a tiny waist and a big, mm. uh, you know, curve. Kind of yep. You know, and it's like we're constantly being confused as well to what, how women be. Yeah. And it's like, hang on a minute. I'm Does actually, your body felt the current trends? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's like fashion, the fashion trend. Now it's trendy to to be like this and it's 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 draining. And and I think that's one of the things that I really enjoy about social media is that we're now seeing different women from all different walks of life, different body shapes. Different skin color and different life experiences, and so it's yeah. really inspiring empowering to to see that. Mm.
1: Yeah, and and what I like about that as well is that because people, those people are putting it out themselves as well, yeah. and they are people like you and me, and so they are doing it unfiltered. They're doing it, um, you know. There's like, here's me with my bed in the morning, and I don't look amazing like I do three pictures down the line on Instagram you know where I got dressed up and was at a photo shoot so obviously I look a lot different there than I do first thing in the morning but this is what everyone looks like in the morning
0: (laughs) yeah like no it's all yeah it's just it's about being real at the end of the day real and authentic
1: yeah Mm. and I think um a lot of you know I've groups that I've been part of in the last few years be it courses or in Facebook groups and things like that but when people come on there especially on video and share whatever part whatever story or information or whatever is they've got and everyone I look at obviously some people resonate more with me than others but I've never looked at anyone and thought what they have to say is more or less important than what I have to say and I don't think they look stupid or I don't think they look bad. They are just who they are. And then that really made me realize that, well, you are who you are and mm. it's, and you look the way you look and some people you will resonate with and some people you won't. And that is also okay.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And, and again, it's really just like leaning into that acceptance and appreciation of who you are. Mm. Yeah, mm. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you touched on style and like the way, you know, dressing in clothes that empower you and inspire you. So tell me a little bit more about what personal style means to you and how it impacts your life.
1: I am working remotely, for example, at the moment. And when I was packing my bag, I thought about how I wanted to feel in in different scenarios and you know some looks and some ways I dress are more relaxed but it's still clothes I feel comfortable in or I feel that they make the the most out of my body shape and when I do when I do go to clients it is important for me to make a professional um uh what do you say in English um Give a, off a, look. Prof- a, a, a professional look yeah they'll have yeah. a professional look you know I'm I'm not 15 anymore you know and that having painted or you know having put some makeup on you know made, made that effort and I don't do it for anyone else I do it for myself um but it does make a difference and I think it's important to to be real with yourself and just look in the mirror and go does this actually suit me or doesn't it suit me and and, and what do I feel really comfortable in? So um, for me right now, often going from meetings or working from home during corona um, and then being with my kids, um, for the moment I try to find a nice sort of balance between something that has a professional, modernish ish edge um, that it sort of is part of me. I love Pattern um but still is is comfortable enough that I can go to a playground or cycle on the bikes you know with my kids um yeah
0: yeah yeah most definitely and I think also as well it's like feeling inspired in what you wear because and empowered by your clothes we we forget that that uh, the impact that they do actually have on us yeah and yeah uh, exactly yeah I think a lot of people are quite blind to that and that's one of the things that I really like to tap into with clients is is our clothes affect us on a psychological level even if if we think that they don't so it's like color as well like when we embrace color and we bring more color into our lives it immediately lifts our mood yeah it's exactly the same
1: within with interiors you know so I I have also, you know, run some workshops during Corona now where I said, you know, if you are sat working um, at a space um, all all day and you are not surrounded by something that lifts your mood and makes you happy because you have an emotional connection to this. And it's, you know, these are often sentimental things as well, you know, which, which um, tap into an old memory or something, then... Mm -hmm then you're kind of really missing out. So go and borrow that favourite picture that you have, which is now hanging in the hallway, but you're not leaving the house. So go and borrow that picture and put it on your desk for the next weeks or months, you know? Um, And I think it's the same with with the clothing, to really feel like, hey, this makes me happy to put, put this on. I have a kind of emotional connection with it. It makes me feel good and this this stripy dress or whatever it is this just lifts my mood because it's just a really cool dress um and something else you know gives you another feeling um and like you said you know with with color or um for me color pattern you know these these things really do lift your mood and and your
0: emotions and make you feel a different way yeah without a doubt it's it's incredible how your surroundings and the and, and what you put on your on your body i mean even perfume and how, like yeah. how it can affect how you feel so i think i think it's really important to become more conscious and aware of, of these things
1: yeah it's really a lot to do with the subconscious i mean even my kids sometimes say oh can i have this of yours because i can have your smell and they take mm. it with them to bed you know yeah, and it's something that we're so out of tune with. But actually, like yes, certain smells, you know, as well, we have an association with it. So if you have a particular perfume, and it just gives you that feeling of happiness or summer, or it just it does put you in a different mood for sure.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, it's 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 really powerful. Yeah. So Kim. If you could sit down with any one person and have a chat with them, who would that be and why? Oh, there's I think there's a few
1: people I'd love uh, to sit down and chat with, but a couple of people that spring to mind. One would be Pink, the singer, Mm. because I think she's just so totally fierce and owns her unique beauty, and I've always admired her outspokenness and the way she talks to her children as well about what beauty is and uh, you know what that looks like I completely love so I I just love to sit down and have a coffee or a cocktail or whatever it is with her um, I think that would be amazing And and I was just recently thinking that my grandma who passed away a few years ago I would love to sit with her and now that I'm a few years into motherhood and you know having been with my partner for 13 years I'd love to ask her how she navigated a marriage of almost 70 years and how she managed four children and that marriage together and you know all these sorts of things um my mum recently told me that her, her parents so my grandparents would go out every evening for an hour and just take a walk. And that would be their me time together. Um, and I never knew that about them. I was like, that's a really cool thing that mm-hmm. they used to do. But they had that as their ritual and they literally did it every day. And without the kids, you know, when they were old enough to stay home by themselves. Um, But I think that's a a really, you know, just small things like this. There's so much wisdom to be learned from
0: people who have walked the walk before you. Yeah, totally. And that's absolutely beautiful as well. I love that idea. Yeah. If you could turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you tell her?
1: Oh my little eighteen-year-old self! Uh, <laughs> um, I would, I would just, I would be her biggest cheerleader,
0: mm. and,
1: and just tell her, believe in yourself. I mean, I think I had a lot of people around me who did that, but still, really, just trust your instinct um, and find a mentor. I would also say. Um, because I think it's, it's easy to get lost when you're still in your sort of late teens or early twenties and, Mm. you know, get, have a lot of, you get a lot of input from the outside saying, oh, you should go and study this, or you should go and get a job like this first or do the sensible thing, you know? So I would find a mentor, um, that is, that was aligned with me. Um, I would have also, if I had somehow had spirituality even sooner in my life, then I would say meditate as well. Yeah. And have a, a spiritual practice because that really does help to shut out the outside noise and connect to yourself. And even if that means just 10 minutes a day, you know, uh, it makes really the world of difference. So I think those are the three main things.
0: Yeah, amazing. Definitely that uh, cultivating our inner world, I really wish mm. I, I'd known that when I was younger, for sure. Yeah, yeah. What is your definition of being a magnetic woman? I would say my...
1: Um, My definition of being a magnetic woman is loving who you are, even your flaws, that even your flaws are um, powerful and part of who you are. They Mm. don't have to be a weakness. Mm. Um, That you, as you are, in whatever size, shape, colour, form, are enough and are amazing and that makes you magnetic by default when yes. you have that inner confidence and voice and also to imagine your older self looking back on you now and being like bam she completely and utterly lived the life that she dreamed of And even though it wasn't always easy and there was discomfort and there was some SHIT she had to go through, (laughs) she she followed a path that was true to her and therefore that made her completely awesome and magnetic. Yeah, got goosebumps.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love it. So, Kim, tell us where our listeners can connect with you online. Uh, I have a few places. So I have
1: my website, which is www.kimcleland.com. And I have two platforms on Instagram, which which are one at House of Lund, H-A-U-S-O-F-L-U-N-D. And also I created the separate platform, Room to Bloom. Um, which um, is more a all over well being um, platform, and so this is uh, room underscore to underscore bloom underscore on Instagram. Amazing, and you have a Facebook group, and I do have a Facebook group, yes, which is also called Room to Bloom. Yeah, so yeah, and there I I enjoy mixing the worlds of um of the two instagram profile let's say so that incorporates the interiors and the well-being aspect and yeah after after the summer and after a good break there's lots of exciting things to to look forward to in that
0: yeah and we're excited for your course online course to come out so Mm. Yes. Me too. Thank you. (laughs) So Kim, thank you so much for your time today. It's been wonderful as always talking to you. Thank you so much for
1: having me. It's been a real pleasure.
0: You're so welcome. And finally, I would just love you to share one last nugget of wisdom. I would
1: say for all the women or whoever is listening out there to Turn off the outside noise and just be your biggest cheerleader and believe in yourself and whatever that takes, um, talking to yourself in the mirror or daily affirmations or getting rid of um, naysayers in your life, whatever that takes, um, then just believe in yourself and go for it. Yeah. Love it. Really powerful. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much, Lou. Wonderful to be here. Ciao. Ciao.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please subscribe to the She's Magnetic podcast, rate and review in the Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. I'd be so grateful. Also, please check out the show notes for more information on my guest and learn more about me on my website, www.lustokes.com. And if you're not already part of the She's Magnetic community on Facebook, please join us there. Until next time, be inspired, take action, and step into your magnetic power. A production by Cabina29.